Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the 440 Guitar Podcast. My name's Jarrell Powell. Thank you so much for tuning up. You can catch the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anchor.fm forward slash 440. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast as well on Instagram at the 440 Guitar Podcast just to get updates on the episodes coming out. And feel free to check out our website too, 440guitarpodcast.com. Just gives you a little bit of backstory on the podcast, myself, and then also you have the opportunity to leave me a message uh in on uh, on the website uh so if you have questions or just anything specific to the podcast so feel free to do that uh today i'm very excited i have a incredibly talented musician here with us uh he's known really all around the music industry uh uh based out in la a guitarist uh writer and producer uh he splits his time with uh lady gaga uh rihanna and some of his own projects from the band called the band knives uh, he's worked with a, a, a plethora of people from uh, Desi's Child, uh, Mariah Carey, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, you name it. Uh, without further ado, I wanted to announce uh, Tim Stewart. Tim, how are you, sir? I'm great, man. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, you know, another month of another month of quarantine. We thought we were we th- we thought we had a little bit of freedom, and now it seems <laughs> like we're starting to <laughs> the doors are starting to close again. <laughs> we were out of the out of the water yeah but yeah it's it's yeah, this thing is crazy and i'm i'm uh kind of accepting the idea that this is going to be the new normal for a, a, quite a while you know that's the feeling i get at this point you know what i mean yeah yeah how's it how's it been on uh you know on, on your end as far as just kind of you and you know your family kind of uh trying to to, to deal with it deal with everything that's been going on uh, during this time uh, honestly for me man it's um it, it's it's weird to look in any kind of positive way, you know, but it's been very positive for me, uh, specifically just because generally on this, around this time, I'm, I'm away from home on tour, which is awesome. But uh, this really gave me the opportunity to spend a lot of much needed time with my family, man, with my kids, and, and to kind of get a, a better perspective on what's really valuable and important, you know. Uh, you know, you always know that, and as a dad, you're like, one of your main jobs is to provide so i always kind of looked at it as uh, i need to be working i need to be and my work takes me away you know right this right now kind of uh or didn't kind of it really just allowed me to be home and 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 enjoy my family man and really kind of changed my perspective quite a bit honestly but as far as work it's 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 challenging but i think i'm taking it as as that, like it's a challenge to kind of reinvent myself and look for other ways to to make music and uh, to uh, perform it and to you know just be in that 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 conversation, uh, you know, beyond just the stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of ways to look at it, but that's that's what I'm kind of choosing to do at this point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. So on the 440 Guitar Podcast, we're really big on origin stories, finding out how people got to where they they are today. Um, so without further ado, uh, first question I wanted to ask you, uh, what are your what are what are your earliest memories of music? 
you know, I, I grew up in the church. So my earliest memories of music were just was, man, two to three times a week, we would go to church and, and hear people sing and play. And my dad played and sang in a group. They, they traveled all around uh, with my uncle. And it was, um, it was like a, a gospel quartet music. Oh, wow. And I remember just being little and, and hearing that. And we go see, you know, different people that are at the church and it, it, just surrounded by music, essentially, you know. Mm. Um, wow. So I kind of always had that, that uh, the benefit of being around live music and, and all kinds. My dad played all kinds of music in the house. Mm. Um, um, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was really good for me, man. Yeah, and then wow. later on, once I started really, you come into your your place where things start to really directly inspire you. Uh, you know, my sister mm-hmm. was really into heavy, heavier music in the Bay mm-hmm. where we grew up. There was like the thrashing was really happening at the time, so mm-hmm. it was taking me to some of the shows, and that's that's kind of when I was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what I'm gonna do. You know? Yeah. So b- between so uh, so definitely sounds like um, you know you got the you got the exposure you know gospel and um, and uh, like r- rhythm and blues and whatnot at an early age, but then kind of finding your your calling for it's like the type of music you really got into turning it out being a like a, like like a thrash type sound. At the point, yeah, at that point, you know, the Bay was really interesting. It, it kind of had like this, you know, it's this DIY kind of approach you know it's it's and you know thrash to me is kind of like has the kind of punk attitude at, at that time it did yeah. yeah and then that kind of evolved into other things in the bay like bands like you know faith no more and primus and like there, there was all kinds mm-hmm. of things happening and then all this all this really cool jazz stuff happening so mm. i think growing up in that area being exposed to a lot of that stuff really shaped me in a way you know nice yeah. nice when did the when did the the uh, guitar come in play for you? As far as for you, when you very first started to, you know, kind of make the conscious decision as far as like, you know, let me try this out. Let me try guitar. I was twelve. You know, hmm. um, I we had a ovation in the house, and hmm. uh, I just kind of wanted to start strumming it. My dad showed me some of the first chords, and uh, so I was just kind of strum that around. But I kind of, I think. I really, around 13, really hit the stride where, man, this is a major obsession. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, it, I can tell it's taking over my life. You know what I'm saying? So I think you're just in the room just playing all the time. And, mm. and they used to joke saying, I take my guitar to the bathroom with me. Like, I just, just always on me, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sleep with it. You know, it's was, it was that obsessive type thing. And, yeah. I, I was reading that, um, you know, you had a bunch of different influences, but specifically, uh, Eddie Van Halen was kind of the one that kind of, uh, that, that, that's when the obsession started. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean that too, because when I was young, younger than 12, you know, young, that's young too. But when I was seven, eight, whatever, my sister, my cousins, they were listening to things like that. And they listened to my one cousin listened to Van Halen religiously, and it, it it really had an impact on me. I I really just loved the sound and his ability to kind of just 
manipulate the guitar in a whole different way, you know. I, mm. At that point, I hadn't really fully been exposed to that. And, uh, yeah, I, I still to this day, man, I, I listen to these, these records. I'm just like, man, his groove, his pocket, his his composition, the solos and the songs are so, like, sound. It's so, it's just, it's really amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Most, most definitely, most then definitely. That, you know, then that leads to, you know, I went through the whole phase of all the Shredder guys, you know, which I think is amazing. I hate categorizing it, putting that into that category, but like, you know, mm. uh, Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, Greg Howell, you know, Marty Freeman, all those type of guys in the shrapnel, you know, thing back then. And mm. I was just like enamored with that too, because I just felt like that amount of technique and, the ability to apply it in that way is, is you know, I it's it's not easy. You know what I mean? I was aware of right. it at that age, you know, for sure. So I right. shot for that immediately. Mm. Just, <laughs> my together, you know what I mean? That's the yeah, yeah. Was that some <laughs> of the first songs that you learned on uh, guitar, approaching that stuff, or? Yeah, kind of. It was, uh, you know, I had a, a, a weird road with that because I, I almost immediately jumped in to start playing at, at my grandfather's church, which were mm. like hymns and like, uh, you know, just Christian music. And uh, but then I think my cousin, the first thing I learned was Paranoid, uh, Black mm. Sabbath. And I'm pretty sure I've learned it, you know, not the greatest, but that's the first thing I really felt like, OK, this is the first thing I can can play you know what i mean yeah yeah You're like a little crate amp and just turn it up you know what i mean try to get it as distorted as possible <laughs> on, man. very cool very cool um and then i, I wanted to ask you too because I, I i was i was um you know i was reading a little bit to on how you know you had a couple of uh couple of bands i don't know if it was in high school or after college or what have you well do you remember your first band experience that wasn't uh that was outside of the church yeah i had a, a friend of mine dennis we were we were pretty much like you know like with each other all the time you know into the mm-hmm. same things and uh we both were really into to music and he's, he's like man i'm gonna play drums and i was like okay let's let's do it so we around 13 that's when i started getting serious and he was starting to get serious and we just you know just making up band names i forget what the actual name ended up being but it was <laughs> just trying to figure out our thing we play in his garage as loud and obnoxious as possible the cops got called a couple times you know and i, I felt they always felt bad because they knew we were just you know harmless they're in there just trying to have fun but they're like man you guys got to keep it down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember this one time we go in his house and just, I don't know what for, but we just, I think we were really at that time being affected by music in, in a way that it kind of was our identity. You know, that's kind of the first time when that starts happening. It happened for me, you know, like, okay, I listen to this, so it makes me automatically fall into this group of people in a way. You know what I mean? Like I find my identity yeah. in this style of music. So we would just turn stuff on and go crazy in his house. And I think I we trashed his house one time because I just all I remember is his mom showing up to my door telling my my dad <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh 
crap. <laughs> but yeah. But me and him, we, we had like multiple bands, bro. We were, we were, I think our songs were terrible, but when we would play wherever we could, but just the fun of it was so awesome. Yeah. I mean, in essence, I guess it's it's better to 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 do all that stuff inside, you know, inside of a consolidated space versus you know, like around the streets or whatever, right? At least you had that to keep you <laughs> preoccupied. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> Funny man. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Um, I wanted to ask you too. Um, you know, you're. I mean, you're a. a incredibly accomplished musician and you you know you uh, many obviously many people know you throughout the industry i mean how did you do you remember as far as like the progression of getting to that point like what what how did like how do you feel like getting to the point where you're able to to work with you know some some pretty prominent you know people within the the music industry yeah you know i think you know i was i came to la i joined a band called fourth avenue jones that was the reason i came to la you know, mm. and we had a deal on Interscope. Things were going good. I was going that route for sure. You know, trying to trying to figure that whole thing out and uh, we'd do a bunch of opening uh, tours, and then we would, you know, the thing that a new band does, you know, essentially. And uh, it ended up working, not working now, but within that realm of time, I, I you know, I. I need to work. So I had started doing like more sideman things, which to mm. me was the same thing I was doing in the church. You know, you're playing all kinds of songs. And right. The first real like legitimately big one I got was Jessica Simpson. That was around 2000 or 2001. And I think there I, I just realized like, okay, I could, this could be something really, I can viably do this. You know what I mean? Uh, I was like, it was like a real training ground just because of the guys that were, on that that specific gig at the time you know they were all really like talented but they were all also very um experienced so i kind of took not just musical things from them you know which was it was just really good for me um, yeah but I, I you know i actually don't know man i think I, I think about it sometimes i feel very blessed to have played and worked and created and so you know and for this long and different, different, different uh, styles and arenas of music, but I, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's people vastly more talented than me. Um, so I don't know if it's if it's just talent. I think it's I think it's a lot of things. I think it's I'm hungry. You know, I'm very diligent in doing the work. You know, right. find a lot of happiness in that. You know, so for me, it's it's never a chore. It's like man. I want to get better. I want to do the best possible job I can in this scenario. So it's right. I don't know, man. Just being nice, man. I think the main thing is I've made some great friendships because there's amazing people out there that you can always learn from so many life lessons, you know, it's right. I think being open to that makes, makes you more, uh, uh, just, I don't know. It makes it easy to work with, I guess, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, because uh, I mean, you can be, you can be a ridiculously talented musician, but like, if no one likes you, like you're kind of cutting yourself out of your own work, right? <laughs> and, and and honestly, you're cutting yourself off uh, from really being a forever student of music. You know, like 
Yeah. There's so much to learn, man. That's and it's like those once you get to a certain spot technically and you're pretty proficient on your instrument, it's just the little details that you're picking up from from different places. And it's they're all there, you know. You get them from people that are not as proficient as you. Mm. And being open to that is and from people that are more proficient, you know what I'm saying? But just the, it's the yeah. of it all. It's like being able to be a sponge still, you know, mm. is really the goal, man. I'm this thing is, is to me is forever, you know. Right. Yeah. I think it's yeah. I think that's a really important point that she made. You know, as far as just you know when even if even when you're at a point where you know even when you're at a point where you know you're you're doing some some pretty outstanding some pretty outstanding things, you know, but you're still kind of having a, uh, you're still like feeling humbled and, and wanting to learn more from other people regardless. You know, I think that's something that, um, that I think really anyone can, can relate to, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I wanted to ask you just a little bit about your gear, you know, cause I think with, um, with your band, the band knives, you guys, you guys have a really awesome sound and I want to get, I want to get a bit, uh, talk a bit more about that band specifically, but before I do that, I guess I guess I just wanted to talk to you about, ask you about some of uh, your guitars that you kind of hold near and dear to some of the gear that you really like to use. Yeah, for sure. Um, I use kind of like a wide variety of things because I'm. I just I've honestly changed that. At one point, I was really mainly playing like tellies. I, I had a oh, really affinity for tellies for a long time, and I still do. I still have a really you know, I have a couple of really cool ones. I have this, this TMG one that was uh, like right kind of at the beginning of, of, of that company. Um, I got one of those. I really liked it. It felt, you know, certain guitars just feel right immediately, you know. So I yeah. have that. I have a few um, other. I have a Nash Strat that I play a lot. Um, I have like an old Gibson SG I use quite a bit. I have a 335 from a builder named Josh Williams who's like – killer man that thing is like i've heard about those i've heard i've heard um i think ariel posen has one he, he, yeah, he, yeah. he highly he yeah he, he has some pretty high praise for it as well yeah it's just i mean it's, it's like a work of art you know what i mean mm. and i have uh then i have a, a, a bunch of sectors because that's the company that i'm endorsing so mm. I, I have some of the um the ultras, which I really like, because it's like a, it feels like an old like, I don't know, like a hot rod car. So I don't know, it just has like a, a thing that I don't normally see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean they have they have some great things that they're doing over there. Really, so I'm really like excited about some of the stuff that's happening there. And then nice. I, guitar wise, man, I'm I'm kind of all over the place generally, but you know, Telly mm-hmm. Strats, Les Paul type things. And, uh, I used to play uh my '79 Black Beauty all the time until I realized like man, why am I doing this? The thing is like 800 pounds. I mean, <laughs> kind of around, dude, that is crazy. Yeah. Like, Les Paul, right? You're talking about, you're talking about the Les Paul that yeah. you had? I had a second oh, yeah. time, bro. Mm. That thing was like a brick. It sounded <laughs> great. You know what I'm saying? It sounded good. But it was just so heavy, man. Mm. Yeah. So like, okay. <laughs> no way I'm doing that anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm, you know, it's crazy. I'm excited about guitar right now because there's so many different things and different builders and different. Man, there's just so many exciting things happening now in in guitars and in pedals. 
in mm-hmm. in amps and the, the some of the direct things. I think it's just an exciting time mm. to be around and and playing music. Man, there's there's some cool stuff out there, man. Yeah, absolutely. This thing trips me out because. Like, man, when did that happen? You know, when I was growing up, <laughs> like, you had a boss or a DOD or, like, uh, Ibanez pedal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't yeah. like a – and then all of a sudden, it's just so many, and they're so good. All of them are, like – it's just something they offer that's unique. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. What What's your – What's what's your what's what's your like uh, amp of choice or just some of the amps that you really you know enjoy using? I have a bunch of different ones for different reasons, man. I I, I love the uh, uh, you know for a long time I had a super reverb that I really really dug the sound of that. You know, mm. it's interesting with the tens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I I, I like a I'm trying to think what are some of my hands down favorites. You know, I I, I still. For certain things, I like the I like the orange rocker rocker verb for a lot of things because it just has like a mm. a really mean tone, you know. Yeah. You know, heavier stuff. For the clean stuff, I'm usually more Fenders, you know. Mm. I just mm. got um this sir head that is pretty pretty cool, man. Things sound sick. Just, <laughs> with, uh, uh, Pete Thorne's head, who I don't okay. know personally, but you know the guy's very uh, knowledgeable. But yeah, it's it's voice very. Very cool. It's 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 a really interesting thing because you can bypass the cab if you want to. It has like the what's it called, like the IDR or whatever. It has the thing in the back where you can kind of set it. it has like an attenuator, but it also has like speaker emula. Uh, oh, emulation. Oh. Yeah, but it's a head. It's very interesting. yeah. And Red makes one too that I just got. That's really sick too. It's like it's it's like it's it's a head, but then it it's. It's a uh, speaker emulator thing is pretty pretty sick, you know. Nice, nice. Man, I pulled off two man, old Marshalls, man. I've done so yeah. much with that, you know, like a JCM, um, eight hundred and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are that, man, you can't you can't be it. Just sounds. You just turn it on. It's like okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are classic classic amps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Very cool. Um, tell me about the uh, the band knives. How did that band? Uh, uh, how, how did it come to be? How did you guys first get together? You know, we uh, were on tour with Gaga, uh, me and Ricky, and we were. Mm. It's like one of my man. There's like certain people you meet and you. I mean, we're great friends, like family. But there's something about playing with someone who plays a specific way that it just we. I feel like we have a. We can just we can just do stuff without without even discussing it, and it's exactly what they're both kind of seeing it coming out as. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like a telepathy, so to speak. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So we were um, always kind of writing songs and playing, and you know, just I would say like we we're it was a good environment because we we're on each other to just to, to be better all the time, you know. And uh, we decided like, hey, let's 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 just make some songs. So we made this the, the one of the first songs we made was fine print and. Um, I said, man, I should send this to my friend Jay. So I sent it to Jay, not really knowing what to expect. And he sent it back. And it was, I think I was just like, oh, man, this is, we got to do this, like, for real. Like, it was just that kind of, that moment where I was like, you know what, we need to come up with a name. We need to start, we need to make a record and make it now. Yeah.
made the record on the tour. On tour. Oh, really? Yeah, hotel rooms, bus. Um, I have a studio in L.A., so when I came back to L.A., all the music was pretty much sussed out and done. We, um, I had Jay come and I cut all the vocals and then go into the post part of it, you know, kind of tweaking it a little bit. And then, yeah, it was it was uh, organic like that in a way, you know. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that band's been, it's, it's been interesting because we, we've done everything kind of in an unconventional way in terms of, yeah, being a band. Like right now, Ricky lives in Toronto, Jay lives mm. in Paris. Oh wow! I live in Los Angeles, so to make the second record we made, it was a timeline of like two or three weeks that we could be together. So we just just went at it. You know what I mean? Wow! Yeah, that's really interesting because I um I think I remember I was I was watching I was watching a video on um the band uh, Terra Melos and how everyone was vastly like in different places like i think the basis was in sweden or something and <laughs> they all just kind of practiced all this stuff and then once they got together yeah they had like 10 days or whatever to make the album so i was like that yeah. sounds very similar to, to this so i was like oh wow that's that's that, that's that's pretty intense and and, and amazing to have a, a band to work that way and you know so so distant from each other because i feel you know just the, the the whole concept is just pretty interesting to me <laughs> yeah definitely to me too you know i i never set out in my mind to do something in that way but it, it just kind of worked out man and i think it, it only works because of the, the way the three of us are you know i think it's, right everybody offers something uniquely different you know um, and the stuff man the stuff ricky's doing now is is just next level he's using so many different pedals in so many different ways and you can hear it on some of the nice stuff some of the real different uses with the with the pedals and and um he's he's really really good at that nice do you recall some of those songs that he uses um or uses some of those pedals that you guys have worked on well the latest one like on the garbage truck there's a lot of things that sound like other things but it's, it's guitar you know and he he was uh i don't even know how he did it <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm a garbage truck coming down the street. Pick it up! I'm a garbage truck coming down the street. Pick it up! I'm a garbage truck coming down the street. Pick it up! I'm a garbage truck coming down the street. Pick it up, trash! Put your questions in the trash. I put your resources in the trash. I find the system in the trash. Experiment. Oh, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. But it's 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 interesting too for me on on guitar effects because it's like I'm assuming that you want to create you want to create a sound that and this is just kind of like my how my brain works, but like you want to create a sound that you can you can also create in like a live setting as yeah. well right so it's it's this is i feel like having that conscious nature of doing that and if you're able to pull it off of it being just as crazy in the album able to do it live i mean gosh you know it's just yeah it's crazy <laughs> yeah. That's what I was like. it is crazy man like to me because he does have the ability to do that even with gaga mm. stuff in the show he, he'll, he has a couple things that are very unique that you wouldn't expect to be coming out of that side of the stage you know what i'm saying because you're thinking and it's it's intentional and it's like uh 
he can replicate it. You know what I mean? Which just shows like mm-hmm. he, has, he has a there is some experimentation going on, but also there's like knowing how to recreate it, which is like you said, it's very very tricky. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's 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 killer, man. What are some of your favorite songs that you guys have made as a band? Man, I got uh, quite a few, man. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like "Give Me Air" um, was one of my favorite ones, uh, especially now with everything that's going on in the world. I feel like it's it's uh, definitely relevant, uh, mm-hmm. and musically, I feel like, and that's one of the ones that Ricky did like some real interesting things on. You got grenades. You the one in that camouflage. All we got are these cameras. Huh? Like that, I like X and O's, uh, some of the early things we did. Oh yeah, for oh, talking about flagpole, how, um, tell me about the process of, uh, of making that one. Yeah, so flagpole, we, um, I think I had the initial, I think I had like an initial riff or something, and we, we, you know, start tweaking it, of course, and then mm-hmm. um, we had two or three different versions, which normally how it goes, like two different versions in, t- in terms of like the drums, and then. You know, vocally, we, we could we should do this, but not this. You know what I mean? Like just drafts yeah. constantly. So I uh, I feel like that one that one came together relatively quick, though. Honestly, um, Jay had like a, a melody he was wanting to do, and I wanted the end to be more. I don't know how to explain. Like kind of we. I think me and Ricky were listening to a lot of. Like, I think Ricky definitely turned me on to this dude Ty Siegel. So you know, at that time, I was I was thinking the end. I want something similar to that kind of feeling. You know. Free until you find it. With like, you know, Jay rapping on it, which I thought would be, you know, cool. Um, yeah, but I really like, I like that one a lot, man. It just has like a, a hump to it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I really like the rapping component with what you guys do because I feel like it, it reminds me of like, like if like Trent Reznor and and you know like someone else rapping on just very like it, it, it's a really it's to me it sounds a very much like a uh a rebirth to the original type sound where were you guys always kind of like conscious on like uh, of, of like rapping in uh being implemented within your guys's music i know not every song has that but just you know what, what was your guys's uh i guess process of like um having songs like that is that intentional or is it just something where it's like oh it'd be cool if we did It'd be cool if we did this. Like, how does that? How does that work? I don't know. For this, it was fully intentional for me. You know, I, I, I the band I was in prior, Fourth Down and Jones, was a hip hop live hip hop group. You know, and we had mm-hmm. all kinds of like soul music and rock music and different things mm-hmm. into it. So I've always kind of been into that because I, I'm very into hip hop and I, I like, mm-hmm. and I know people have like blended those things and they will continue, which I think is awesome. The fusing of two things together is, I mm-hmm. like. It's a great idea always, you know, but yeah. I, initially when we, like when we, me and Ricky started making songs, uh, in my mind, I was automatically like, man, Jay would be awesome 
on this, just hearing him because he's a serious MC, like a real deal rapper, man. He's at his band, percussions, his solo career. Uh, he's a lyricist. He's you know incredible, right? So I'm I'm like, man, it'd be cool to hear him on a different vehicle, in a different vehicle, mm. a different way that kind of allows um, for him to you know just do things maybe he not would not normally do. And then even song construction allows you to kind of construct songs a bit of a different way too, you know? Right. Yeah. So that that was definitely the 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 idea. Like just you know, we would even have conversations of like, man, just do exactly whatever you want. (laughs) Over. creative freedom was there oh yeah for all of us you know it's this we're just trying to create something really really different you know familiar but in a new way you know tell me about leviathan i really like that song uh as well i I really dig the the melody and everything tell me about how that one came together yeah that i had that track um i'm i'm really like into like kind of new wave dark wave type stuff Uh, initially was like I don't know. I have one way I thought it was gonna go. That that song we did, man. I probably have like forty versions of that song. Really? <laughs> I just dug a hole for myself and I couldn't get out of it. But I really like where it where it ended up. the melody is awesome i think yeah i'm 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 super proud of that one man jay's killing on there ricky's murdering and my friend you know johnny good is on there so it's it's that one was a weird one though now when i hear it i really like it but it took me a while to get where it's almost like you're trying to make something you keep fucking burning it and you're like jesus if i burn it (laughs) one more time you know what i mean (laughs) like ah whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it again. yeah right right so, so sounds it sounds like over time you you've uh, kind of come to terms with it. like yeah, no i do like this <laughs> yeah, yeah. and sometimes things are like that this is funny man i'm, I'm yeah I'm in, I'm in a new band now called damaged goods with my with my uh good friend johnny good and mm. we, we're you know writing songs we got nine or ten songs done and it's funny, man, because I still go through that process a bit. And this one, I'm singing, and and Johnny's singing, and we're doing like, like kind of. It is more like new wave, punk, trap, hip hop, like a whole slew of things. And uh, it's interesting because I, when you're making songs, it's hard to detach yourself from them in a way, you know, and just be like, yeah. hey, that's okay. And I'm 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 learning that later in life. Even with tracking guitar for people. Are doing sessions, man. I'm I'm okay to not over obsess over. Sometimes the, the guitar part is not necessarily going to make or break what should what should be. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's if it's a great song, it's a great part. 
and you're playing it sincerely, maybe that little one little mistake is actually probably not bad. It's actually probably good for it. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, I'm kind of changing how I look at those things. Uh, just coming from a real over-sensitive, strict place most of the time, you know, where you're, I got to play this perfect. But now I'm like changing my idea of perfect. I was saying the last four years, you know. Yeah, because I mean, you you you've you've experienced both sides of the spectrum, right? Where you know you're touring, you're learning these songs, you have to play them a specific way, and then you know having the creative freedom on the other end with your band, you know, I think it's I think it's really neat that you're able to kind of uh, you're able you're able to divert, I guess just just kind of like diversify those types of practices, and then just like knowing when like you're allowing someone else to add some you know flair creative freedom when you're producing as well i think that's something that you know not every you know producer has that kind of mindset especially with the the background that you have so that's really cool oh yeah man i mean you know we're i feel like i'm I'm like really at home playing music live but i'm also really home just like making songs and, and and collaborating with people you know it's like this conversation that you're having and you you're kind of learning stuff about yourself at every mm. moment, you know, because those insecurities are still there. And there's like mm. those, all those other things. Cause you know, you're putting your, you're putting yourself out there, which is, I think it's a great thing, man. Collaborating, yeah. doing all those things is, is vital to, mm. to, to, to my life, you know, honestly. So, mm. but yeah, man, I think I'll always do that. Always play, yeah. always create. And, yeah. It's, all, yeah. it's nothing like it to me, you know what I mean? Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What um what is some uh music that you're listening to today that you've kind of been discovering during these quarantine times? Man. You know, we just got uh like a uh like a real record player kind of station. I got an old like uh receiver and some speakers, you know, kind of like what I grew up nice. with back in the day, you know. So we've kind of dug back into vinyl, which I find very interesting because I, like a lot of people have fallen into the thing where I'm, I'm and I still do, you know, listen, I have Spotify and all those things, obviously everybody does. Um, but the way I listen when it's on there, I kind of scroll, you know what I mean? Sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you yeah. have to do that. But with a record, I think I'm sitting and I'm, I'm listening to it again to where it's it's just the music it's not necessarily like background for something for a workout or it's not like a me driving mm -hmm. or something or on a plane scrolling to things it's like literally just sitting down and listening you know so yeah. we get different old records i'm a huge nine inch nails fan of course so to hear nice. the records on on um on vinyl is really cool i got the bins radiohead on vinyl man i wore that out uh, okay computer of course and a lot of elder stuff too like i mean i'm a big tom petty fan so i like mm. some of his records and to hear them on the vinyl is just all those things that hear on vinyl are really cool man yeah i just yeah. got um uh, siamese dream uh smashing pumpkins which is like a, had a real big impact on me when i was younger so hearing it like that on vinyl is really cool man nice Nice. Yeah, I feel like with vinyl, there's there's less room to neglect the music that you're listening to. 
and it's very it's kind of like creates a it's feel like it's very personable too you know and there's a there's a commitment factor i feel like a lot of people today you know i mean sometimes including myself i'll i'll be guilty of it as far as this, you know you have so much music and then you know and sometimes it's just it becomes a background but when you have songs that you know that like you bought that record because you chose you know you chose it and it, it, it reflects from a certain time or just you have an appreciation for it and being able to put it in listen to it you want to finish it flip it over like there's a very there's a there's a specific sense with vinyl that i feel like people are starting to appreciate you know appreciate more you know so yeah i, I i'm starting to build my vinyl collection with my wife as well <laughs> awesome, man. It, it that makes it the event you know the event is sitting down and listening to the record which is killer yeah you're right the tangible thing of holding something in your hand having to purchase it and then you know you gotta put it on it's just I don't know. It's awesome, dude. I'm really enjoying it. And my daughter has a bunch of records. We're kind of, all of us are, and then my wife has a bunch of records. So we're just all, you know, we're all doing the thing, which is fun, man. I, I, I'm enjoying it, honestly. And then my That's wife wanted to got it for me because he's like, man, you you need a record player, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Um, one of the last things I wanted to ask you, Tim, was uh, just as far as anything that maybe we can look forward to in the future from either your bands or, you know, anything maybe, you know, that you're working on uh, solo wise, just, you know, what, what can we expect that we can kind of keep our ears, you know, out for? Yeah, man. Well, the, the damaged good stuff, we are by like eight or nine, 10 songs in, you know, uh, my friend, natural and my friend monty are producing it so i've kind of stepped back from i'm you know kind of like go of of my stuff in that way which is Mm -hmm. awesome because they're much better than me (laughs) so (laughs) wow so i feel very lucky to be in uh in that group of people but yeah that'll that'll be coming out um sometime this year hopefully another knives record we're kind of just starting to talk about that and I'm working on some solo stuff too. I, it's weird this year. I've, I've fallen back into writing songs like lyrics, and 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 it's been a long time since I've done that. And I'm singing almost more than I'm playing guitar. So I feel like I've written about thirty or forty songs in the last couple of months. Oh wow! So yeah, I'm, I'm just in a, in a real moment of creativity. I feel like so. Um, yeah. So those things will be out, man. Damaged goods will be the first of all that, though. That's that's the thing that'll be be out. I would say within within the year, something will happen with that. Oh, nice! I'm excited about it, man. I I really am. I think it's quite different than what people expect. Ooh, very cool. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely be looking forward to that as well. Um, Tim Stewart, I really appreciate you being on the show, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Hell yeah, man! Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, there you have it, folks. This is Jarrell Powell from the 440 Guitar Podcast. We'll jam again soon, and have a good day. Wanna build the town, now they wanna make us climb it. They gonna build us for every domain in the blind. I see in the woods are behind us. I'm with the sea where we feel up with violence. I gotta take off the spill and you climb it. We all are free to evolve when our faces are walk because we hate to believe what we're crying. But we still beating our chest daily. Got that free
freedom to go meet a man of death on TV Got that eagle to the sky cause the desert never lies But it's eyes too evil for the breast I see Gotta handle Janice, damn it, gonna make them panic And it's, and it's hate when they incarcerated a rate you can take is manic 